Hello and welcome back to another episode of What's Up with Katie and welcome to our second episode in the series that I'm doing having conversations with a whole bunch of different women around their journey with hormonal birth control and with transitioning off of it. And today is a really, really great interview, great conversation. Um, I'm joined by Jen, who is someone who actually found me on Instagram and has been following me for a little while and me and my work. And when I kind of put the call out to anyone who wanted to share their journey, she was very quick to open up and offer her words, her experience, and just let us into her world. So Jen is a police officer, which is really, really cool for me specifically as well, because it's always really amazing for me to hear a diverse um, set of experiences and to just learn from all types of women about what it's like in their shoes, in the type of work that they do, and um, their journey really through womanhood in a world that doesn't always um, match our internal cyclical nature and isn't really designed for it. And so this is a really unique one. And um, we, we cover a whole bunch of different topics from her personal experience in the workforce as a woman on her birth control journey and getting off, as well as looking at really a lot of the structures that we have right now that are crumbling and that are not really designed for the full embodiment of our humanity for men or women. And so there's a great bunch of topics in here. I'm super excited to share it. So take a deep breath, settle in and enjoy the conversation. So I'm here joined by Jen and I'm really happy to have Jen here to share some of her story and um, her journey with hormonal birth control. So thank you, Jen, for being here today for this conversation. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So to kick us off, we'd love to just hear a little bit about you first so that listeners can kind of get an idea of who you are, whatever you want to share, even maybe your age, just so people have sort of an idea of where you're at in your like womanhood journey of life. Yeah. Um, and then a little bit about what you do and anything relevant about yourself you want to share. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm Jen. I'm 29 years old. I'm a police officer. Um, I've been a police officer for seven years. And um, I started on birth control when I was 18 um, for contraceptive purposes. Um, I had PMDD earlier on in my life. I didn't know that that's what was going on. Nobody ever told me, went to the OB, never diagnosed. I actually just got diagnosed probably three years ago. So yeah. like solid, solid gap of not knowing what was going on. I just knew the week before my period, like I was miserable and I felt crazy. So um, that got- before you went on too, you were feeling crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like just all over the place, like raging and just the, the week before my period was always just miserable. Um, my actual period wasn't too bad. Um, I wasn't too symptomatic. I didn't have terrible cramps. I would have like a day of cramps, maybe back cramps mostly, and then it would go away. So period wasn't too bad. Um, but once I got on birth control, my period completely was gone for years. Yeah. So from the, yeah, of 18 until I got off when I, I believe it was like three and a half years ago. So around 25, um, I had no at all. Wow. So can you share, just in case some listeners also don't know what PMDD is, can you share a little bit about that just so that people have an idea of like what the signs are, what the experience is? And just yeah, absolutely. So PMDD uh, for me, 
It's the week before I get really bad breast tenderness. It is like excruciating, like cannot move. I don't um, like cannot go to the gym because it's just like to run or to do anything is horribly painful. Uh, my mood swings are insane. I don't get like suicidal, but it is like deep depression. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not like normal for me. So it's like, I ride this wave every single month of like a full week of just being like super depressed. My will be very happy and then very sad or like laughing and then crying or laughing and then like screaming. It's, it's been a journey. Um, and so you kind of felt like that was just, did you feel like that was normal before you went on birth control? Like just, that was like your PMS, like that was just part of it. Was that mm-hmm. how it kind of felt for you at the time? Yeah. Yep. And that, that was completely normal. Um, my mom has endometriosis, so, um, she didn't really have like the tools to teach me about like what is going on. She had no idea what was going on. And I really didn't honestly go to her. We didn't have, um, conversations about things like that, which I think is pretty common for a lot of us. Unfortunately, now we talk all the time and it's, it's great, but, um, yeah, uh, same thing. Like I went to my OB and she, had nothing to say about it. She was like, here's a pill. And I was like, okay. She's like, it'll help with that. It's like, cool. Great. Um, the magic savior pill, right. Which is like, I think for so many of us it's, and it's funny that it's called the pill because it like really does feel like it's just this like magic pill that we take as a teen for most of us for the first time. Like, oh, this is just going to make everything I'm experienced about. I'm experiencing about becoming a woman like easier. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was, like I said, on birth control for years. Um, I didn't have any issues. I actually loved it, but I did not realize that it like completely shut off communication between my brain and my uterus. Like I didn't know that that's what was going on. I wasn't informed about anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so once I heard that, I was kind of like, oh, and as I'm going through finding out that information, I was going through, um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I'm a certified holistic health coach. Um, as well. I don't take any clients right now, but like, that's kind of like what kicked off me getting off birth control. Um, I also followed a girl on Instagram for a very long time. Her name is Elise Parker. And she was like huge into like being very natural. And she actually was the first person I saw. She had a, um, some kind of thermometer that, um, I forgot it's called the Daisy and it's a, yep. So it takes your basal body temperature. So that's actually how I started to get off birth control. So I made that decision for myself. I told my OB, I was like, you know, I want to go off birth control. And she was like, why? That was the response that I got basically like, no. (laughs) Why would you ever want to do something like that? That's crazy, (laughs) right? Literally pretty much the response. And that was the last time that I saw her. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna have support here. No problem. And I stopped going to her and I found another doctor, but, um, yeah. So I started, sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah. I was just going to say, how long was the process for you when you started to feel like, and you started to learn some things about like what was actually happening physiologically and started to go, I don't know if this is like the best thing for me. When was like, how long was that process before then you actually decided to go off? A few months because I was introduced to the Daisy through like YouTube Mm-hmm. Um, months, I think even before I started my health coaching program. So it was like, I had that reinforcement of like, this is something that's healthier. And then I got into like the, they do talk, talk about like birth control and everything like that within the program. So I started to actually learn, like really educate myself on that. I believe Elise also went to IIN. So we have a similar like training in that area. Um, 
And then I, yeah, a couple months later, I, I started the program in March of 2018 and, oh no, sorry. It was actually after I graduated mm. is when I, I stopped. I got off birth control in November of 2019. Nice. Congratulations. So, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was actually a while. But. Yeah. So what was um, the transition like? Cause you were saying that when you were on it, things were a lot easier, right? Like things oh, felt yeah. like all those extreme symptoms were definitely managed. Was there any, um, was there any like fear or sort of like, oh boy, like what's this going to be like now remembering what it was like before you went on? Absolutely. So I actually hired a health coach. Her name is Emily um, Waterfield Butner. She also has an Instagram. She's golden wellness. Um, she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I worked with her. I think it was for six. No, it was for a few months and she helped me transition off and like get my hormones straight. And it was the smoothest transition I could have ever asked for. It was incredible, but I had the guidance and her knowledge. Like she went through IIN as well, Mm -hmm. uh, but she dove more into women's health. So she was more educated in that through her own, own learning, but she had me doing like meditations and like eating for specific, like I learned how to eat specific to the time in your cycle. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that, that was a thing. I learned about seed cycling. So I was doing all the things <laughs> with her and it made the transition absolutely flawless. Wow. Yeah. That's actually something I think is really important for people to hear who are considering it because I think I use this analogy in one of the last podcasts I was talking about where it's like, when you're making a shift like this, it's not just like, oh, take it out and continue living as is. It's like, there is a whole other set of, responsibilities and things to do to not need the pill. Right. And I think some Mm -hmm. people hear about like, I I mean, based on some comments I've received on some of the stuff that I shared online, they're like, like reaction is like, Oh, like my, my friend has like debilitating headaches that, or she basically goes suicidal if she's not on it. And so they hear if I take the pill out, that's the only option. And so there's this whole, like, process of really doing that responsibly and and like I love that you actually like hired someone to support you in that because there are so many women who are literally like experts in that work who are there to hold you and guide you through that process because like you're basically meeting your body in such a deep way and and working with her in a whole new way that you've never been taught how to do for the first time usually as like an adult woman which can be quite um jarring i think for a lot of us yeah 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 especially for sorry go ahead no no go ahead i was gonna say like being just so disconnected from my body like i didn't realize that that's something that i'm really working on now and that's i'm so glad that i found you (laughs) yay me too yeah no your work has been amazing for me um just like um because i'm in that stage of being an adult i'm almost 30 and i'm just starting to like reconnect with my body because like when i was a teen, like I wasn't connected to my body at all. And then I got super disconnected by not having a cycle for years. And then, you know, getting back into it with like the health coach and everything that that was great. But then once like, um, our coaching ended, I kind of fell off because it, it, I mean, she did a great job. This is all on me. (laughs) just not keeping up my end of it, but, um, you know, just really like making that a priority because I kind of was like, okay, like when I had her, it was like, she held me accountable. And then once I didn't have her, that accountability went away. And it's like, I'm learning how to hold myself accountable all over again. So yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's actually a really, a really good point because, um, we can learn these things from like a mental standpoint of, okay, this is how I should best eat for this cycle. And these are the things that I should do that will support my body. And you do do them and you do see the results of them. Mm-hmm. But if you're not connected to the internal like antenna, that's telling you, Hey, at this time of my cycle, this is what I want to consume for my deepest nourishment. Like that's a very subtle message to be able to hear that. I think not a lot of women, like it takes time to be able to feel that type of internal pull versus mapping out being like, okay, I'm in like day one to eight. Here's what I'm doing here. Like it can be just another external like map that we follow, right. That we then, if we're not connected internally, it's, it's not going to be sustainable. And so I love that. Like, I think what you're experiencing in your journey is, is so like normal for so many of us who have like, who learn things from a cognitive level and like see this path, but then there is, there's a deep actual process of that becoming your embodied way of living simply because the body goes, yes, like, I don't want to work out now. We're not going to, and yes, I've got like energy. So we're going to go and it's fun to go, Oh, look, this is where I'm at in my cycle. It makes sense versus going, Oh, well, I'm not going to go to the gym because you know, I'm getting my period in two days right. and you may actually need to move some energy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was one thing that was great about my health coach is that she brought in like the mental, the physical, like she would, she would map through like what you should be doing physically or not be doing physically throughout my cycle. Um, but I, at the time I was working overnights. So it was like, I wasn't, I, when I was with her, I also did not integrate everything that she was teaching me, like yeah. the physical well, part, a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's something that like, we don't talk about in my profession, you know, as women, it's just kind of like, we need to just keep up and just get through it. And it is what it is. Um, and it deeply like affected me. And I was just like, no, 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 like, it's fine. It's fine. And now that I'm finally like slowing down and reconnecting, I'm like, wow, no, it has like had a major impact, like working shift work, major impact. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear, cause I, that's, I had no idea you're a police officer and I just love that because like, <laughs> Thank you. I don't know any female police officers. I mean, I do sort of in my like external life, I think I'm like an aunt or cousin or like someone removed, but in such, in such a, like, to me, when I hear police officer, I hear like a lot of rigidity, a lot mm-hmm. of like rules, like, right. Like there's a very, there's a system in place of how things should be for safety, for protocol. And as a woman where our like nature, our truest nature is like inconsistent change all the time oh yeah (laughs) what is that experience I mean on or off birth control I mean I'd love to know if you've noticed a difference of how you relate to things at work on and off and if there's no difference no problem but I want I'd love to hear a little bit about what it is like to be a woman in that kind of environment trying to hold the reverence for your nature in yeah um so going immediately to like the on and off difference of birth control. Like I did not have a period. So I didn't have to worry about if I'm on a call, you know, you sometimes get get stuck somewhere for hours and it's like, oh my God, like I need to change my tampon or I have cramps or I feel like throwing up or whatever. Like you just need to deal with it. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, like I started in 2016. So for the first two or three three years, over three years, um, I did not have a period. So I didn't have to think about any of these things. And I remember like during the first time that I got my period after being off birth control, I literally remember walking into like the bathroom stall and being like, I feel like I'm 13 years old again. Like 
having to like figure out like when am I going to change my tampon like how you know when and like I map out now I'm like okay like I don't take days off or anything because of my period it's not that bad luckily but um I am looking like okay like how rough is this day going to be if during day one of my period I'm going to be getting this probably at work like and I have to like plan out like that so that's something that um you know I never had to think about before and it's really um I think giving that piece of my life a little bit of structure and planning ahead um is definitely necessary (laughs) um but in terms of like the rigidity versus my flow like I was so disconnected from myself like I'm finally starting like I said to reconnect to myself and just realizing how much of me I haven't been in this career and I'm finally starting to like open to my coworkers and be like this is who I am like they always like joke with me because they know I'm I'm into like a more holistic way of living and I eat quinoa and my avocados and whatever else I'm forever bringing in different food to work and they're always like oh like what do you have today but it's like it started (laughs) as a joke but it's like now people are like interested I just um was able to put on a presentation about stress management nutrition to my fellow officers and it actually went pretty well and it was like pretty well received and I didn't think it would be so it's like I feel like I'm finally able to it's like now that I've kind of opened up and like let people know like this is what I'm about it's actually like there's a place for it which is really interesting I never thought there would be so yeah yeah. you know I think that um like it is our responsibility as women to hold the reverence and like to hold it for ourselves first and offer it to the world whatever it is like when it comes to us like not even just women for all of us right like when we see this as valuable and when we stand in our like authentic expression then people can like react and respond to it and start to like have it actually maybe open their eyes, open their mind and like see it as a gift or power versus when we see it as like anything around us, like inconvenient or like weird, we're going to create that same like reaction, right? Externally. Definitely. Definitely. And I think I have enough time on now where it's like, I have a reputation of being, you know, a decent police officer, decent female officer. So I'm able to let that softness in and it's not like, oh, she's weak or whatever. Like there's nothing that comes with it. It's just like, oh, this is Jen. (laughs) And this is what she brings, which has been cool. Yeah. Have you noticed any, um, differences in like your emotional state with, because I can imagine you probably find yourself in some like high stress environments Mm -hmm. or. Um, places where like, honestly, like it can be easy to also like leave your body and just kind of dissociate and be like, you know, in the mind versus like rooted and present and like feeling everything that's there. Have you noticed any shifts in your journey, even just with connecting to your body more deeply in like the last while of like how that's showing up in workplace situations? Definitely. Like the more, like this, this past year has been a lot of internal work for me. And I've noticed over the last year, like certain calls that would never bother me are starting to bother me. (laughs) Um, And it's like, it's a gift and a blessing all at the same time, because it's like for years, I've just been able to just ignore it or like it not be an issue. But um, I've noticed like domestics involving like families that have like kids Mm. have been like really hitting, hitting me. And like, I come from a family, a separated family. So it's like, I think that maybe it's hitting some of my, like I'm, I'm opening that, I'm allowing that to kind of open within me and I'm exploring that part of me where maybe like that's where some of my issues come from. So it's like, I, I kind of like see myself in these young girls or these young boys who are like in between things. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, 
yeah so that's definitely like been a thing for sure yeah, yeah. learning I, sorry, uh, I was gonna say like going like just being able to still deal with it and be present and be there and like not leave my body and just be like all right I'm doing the best that I can with all the tools that I have and everything that's available you know as resources and um, just like that's what keeps me grounded and able to continue to do this and like going home and talking to my husband yeah um, Yes. Yeah. Now, do, how do people respond at work to your sensitivity? Like, has that been something that has felt like I need to kind of like hold it together? Or is there an, is there a kind of acknowledgement culturally that it's okay to like feel when you're experiencing some of these pretty major, you know, hard things that you're facing quite frequently, I'm sure. Yeah. So I, I just, I hold it together still like nothing has changed externally about me. Um, so I haven't really had that experience yet, but I do feel like my coworkers are good where if there was an issue, I could be like, I need a minute and walk away and it would be fine. Um, but yeah, I haven't had experience yet of actually like having a moment while we're in the middle of something. Totally. Yeah. I think it's, um, I love that you did call it like a gift, right? And, mm-hmm. and and seeing that your sensitivity is having you go deeper into yourself from what you're seeing and witnessing and feeling because like like all that that is, right? Is like a reflection of something that's like being like evoked inside of you and that can be a super powerful thing like us as women to be able to feel so deeply. Mm-hmm. It just also requires us to be responsible for the bigness of how much we feel. And I think that that is like a very big journey of like, and it's an art, really an art form (laughs) to be able to accept how deeply we feel and like really hold how deeply we feel without demonizing it or rejecting it or spewing it everywhere. It's like, there's there's a, there's a whole energy that I think collectively women are kind of learning how to actually like wield. It's like a power but it's, we've never really been taught how to feel that or be with that responsibly. And I think that's where a lot of like the rejection of the feminine comes from, especially in more masculine roles, right. Where like, there is a, an order of things. And there is a, like, like when you're in your job, like you are a protector, you are like there, there's a certain energy. I'm sure that you have to hold, but then can you then be with what's underneath after and use it as like a whole integrated power versus rejecting and being like, I'm not allowed to like feel that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. To touch back on that, like specific situation I was just talking about, I was thinking as you were talking, you had like a couple things that you said to kind of like ping my brain. And I actually at work, I deal with those feelings. It comes out as anger. So like, I will go back after a call and like with the guys, like, that's how we relate. It's just like, oh, like, can you fucking believe this or that? Or like, you know, we like, we bitch, we have like bitch sessions. Mm -hmm. So that's how like I hold space at work for that. But then I come home and I like cry, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's okay. But it's like you said, learning to hold that space and being responsible with it, where it's not coming out at, at maybe the public or a boss or whoever it's like we take that 10 15 minutes after to like debrief a call and just be like that was fucking ridiculous or crazy or whatever um and deal with it that way so yeah 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 i'd be interested to know and hear like as you continue kind of opening to like the the real like the the deeper connection with your body and emotions if there becomes an opportunity to like 
go below the anger at work, not obviously with the public, but allow that next shell to come off while still it's because you do still have, there's a holding that we can have in our emotional expression that doesn't, it's not a collapse or like a, like, I need you to hold me right now because hold this, but to like, almost like let the like anger shell crack and feel the grief underneath without collapsing under it. And, and I'm just like, I think of like all the men who can witness a woman in that and actually feel that within themselves and feel the permission to like go beneath the anger and, and still be okay. You know, I think that that's like a really beautiful thing. So I'm excited to see and hear, like, as you feel more comfortable holding and feeling that, will that impact like the people you work with in some way too? Yeah. A special role as a woman in your work. Like you do. Yeah. I'm finally like realizing that <laughs> it's yeah. always like, fit in, make sure that, you know, you, you are up to standard and whatever. Um, it's, that's like always been the mindset. And now I'm kind of like, not that I don't care, but it's like, I feel like I've been on long enough where I'm kind of like, okay, like I can start being myself. So it's, I think that that will definitely, um, hopefully be a progression at some point. Like that is a huge thing for me. And that was a huge point of like one of my, of the presentation that I put on was like dealing with that emotional side of yourself and getting like, even if it's not with somebody else, just being able to access that. And, um, I do feel like you said, I have a special place as a woman. Like, I feel like society, like as a society, we've deemed that women are able to have emotions and like, that's more okay than men. So, you know, like I acknowledge that the guys that I work with may not even be, have access to their emotions because that's just how they've been conditioned. Totally. I'm yeah. sure. And I'm sure it gets reinforced in when you choose a job where like, there's not really a place for that. It's like, you've been reinforcing that over years and years and years yeah. and years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so beautiful. So, um, anything else around like what you like have been seeing or feeling when it comes to birth control and really just like, kind of like maybe to kind of like not summarize it, but like the arc of, and the journey you've been in from a teen who was experiencing a lot of symptoms that were hard going on that pill and then feeling like, you know, feeling, okay, things are okay. And then going, wait, but this okayness doesn't feel like the deepest thing. Like what, what would you say to maybe even teens who are like considering that or women who are on it just based on kind of your arc or your own experience? Yeah. Um, I would say just definitely get out there. Like there's so much information out there. It's just a matter of finding it. Um, it's, it's not the mainstream yet. I have a feeling it's going that route, but, um, I was told by my health coach to read beyond the pill, get taken charge of your fertility, you know, like the standard books that are really super helpful because now I chart my, I take my basal body temperature every day and I chart. And even with shift work, I'm still able to do that. Like some days I'll, I'll come home at seven o'clock in the morning. I'll sleep until one or 2 PM, but I'm still able to like chart. Um, things might be a little off, but, um, that the daisy was super helpful because like charting now it's like a a second nature it's an art it's an art form at this point um but like the apps that are out there the um you know the the thermometers that are hooked up to the apps I think it's a great start um and definitely like looking into people like yourself just like actually connecting with your body I think that that is a huge piece that is um for me was missing 
I didn't realize like I had all these other pieces, like you're saying, like follow the diet, follow the exercise, follow, you know, all that. And, and Emily did a wonderful job with that. Um, but for me, like I was missing that extra piece of like, I didn't realize how disconnected I was and, you know, nobody's going to be able to tell that because they're not inside of you. Right. So, and you yeah. don't know how disconnected you are until you get more connected. Really. I've noticed and start to feel like, Oh, this is like what it feels like, or this is the language that has been speaking. That's so subtle that people talk about. Right. But I didn't actually know what they meant until I start to feel it myself. Like it's, it's kind of like a sixth sense, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like getting into like my intuition and trusting it, you know, just getting more aligned with that. Um, honestly, like browsing Instagram, just following different coaches and just like, the language, like you said, language, like the language that people use is so important because it's like, if you don't have that language and somebody else says something and you're like, wow, like that deeply resonates or that, that makes sense to me. This is what this actually is. Like, I can't put a name to whatever I'm feeling or what's missing. And then somebody else says it. And that, that's how I've gone like, and, and realized like, okay, this is like something deeper that's missing here. That's what's really good me. I love that. Yeah. It's like putting language to the the unspoken things, right? Like language yeah. brings things to our consciousness in like a very formed way where we can like, I mean, I have teachers and coaches I follow and then I'm like, oh, like, yes, like that's it. But it's this whole other language, right? Especially mm-hmm. when it comes to energy and the feminine yeah. and like, like, because language is, I mean, probably mostly formed by men through our history. Like when you actually think about words being invented, and so there's already kind of energy coded into language too, which like mm-hmm. you start to kind of pick that apart and feel like, oh, there's like some, there's another way to actually like transmit what I'm feeling in words and yeah, being able to just like find people who start to speak the language that feels like most resonant in your body, I think is really important. Absolutely. And like through, I mean, as I'm going through my birth control journey and getting off of it, I'm also going through like a spiritual journey. So it's, it's like my language, how I speak has completely changed. And I think that that has been like the thing that has kind of gotten me to reconnect with myself. Um, so it's just, yeah, I don't know. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And they're all intertwined, right? Like, it's not just, I think that's what happens for a lot of us is sometimes like you said, like your journey with nutrition, which is yeah. another woman I talked with very similar. She started doing nutrition coaching and food. And that was like how she first kind of connected the body to a lot of like the holistic things that we experience that Western medicine does not connect. Right. It's so like it's in their little pockets and it's never just one thing. It's like, you don't just come off birth control and then feel everything. It's like, no, as you take that and as you change your food and as you connect with your cycle and all of that is building like a a framework and that is building your power as a woman. And it's like such a beautiful journey. So I'm so glad you're in my space and you said yes to this, to like share, especially where you're at in the journey. I think it's like a really unique place of like having experienced what you have and in the role that you have, and then still diving deeper into kind of like body wisdom, Yeah, this level. I'm just, I'm excited to see where that takes you. And I love that you're a police officer. Cause like, I just, the more women we have in roles that can bring their magic to roles that may not have necessarily prioritized it or valued it in the past, or at least even in people's eyes, I think is really important for the way things are changing in our planet for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and 
it's it's so interesting how like I'm finally like I could say this is probably the most case for like women in law enforcement it's there is this disconnect between your body because it's just this constant go 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 you need to work this shift this overtime whatever and nothing stops for you <laughs> nobody cares <laughs> that you're yeah. PMS. um so thank you for like giving me a, a space to talk even about this you know maybe this will reach another woman in law enforcement or somebody else who works shift work or whatever military or whatever whoever else you know can relate it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, totally. I'm sure there are so many women in that feeling like the, the bumping up the edges of, of, or like, oh, I've been so shut down. So I've been able to do this, do, 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 but something, some thread is coming undone. And to even know that like, you can do this work on this journey, right? Like we get these fears, like if this comes undone, or if I do this, like what else will start to fall? And that's the beautiful thing about like, whatever will fall, will fall. And there's ways to actually like hold yourself. If something is true for you, like when you let it all out, you're going to make it work regardless. So. Absolutely. And that has that one phrase has held true for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's been hard for me personally is like everything that you see, like I've gotten a lot of like my spiritual everything journey started online. Like that's yeah. because I did not have these, these types of people. Like I would have never met you or somebody like you in my own life. Right. You know, our like circles do not cross maybe in real life, you know, just because yeah. of or whatever. Um, so it's just, it's so beautiful that I get to meet you like here and actually yeah. get to talk to you. But, um, like you're saying like all these different people, it's like, you're only seeing a little tidbit of whatever part of the spiritual path they're on that day. And that's it. So it's like, it, there's, I don't know. I've, I've struggled personally with like, Oh my God, like I, I have, like you're saying like this real life going on and these people, mm-hmm. like not to, not to like shame anybody or anything, but it's like, it's just like, that's their entire identity and everything that they do. And I'm like, how do I mesh these two? Like, how does this work? Yeah. And that's actually like a really, um, it's easy to get pulled into that. Right. Because someone, because it's like, there's this almost this like balancing act of like a lot of people's content. And I've even like had trouble with this because it's like, there's a specific sort of like frequency and something that I want that people come to me for. And I am a very multi-dimensional, like real human being. And like, how do you show that? Well, also, and I think part of it is just knowing that like most of what you see is a snippet of someone and that's just like the medicine from them to right. activate and not to feel like their identity is something that you then want to grab onto, which can be so easy to do when you're like so, seeing so many people I've done that. Right? So many. Yeah. 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 And that's also what happens when people start to like promote and sell their lifestyle and all this stuff, you start to like latch onto that versus like, what's the thing inside them that's touching the thing inside you. Yeah, a great point. Like, you want to touch the thing inside you and then bring that into your life. It's going right. to look super different, you know? Yeah. But like, I have a client who's been with me for two years. She lives in Des Moines, Iowa. And she's like, I'm literally alone here in like everything that I'm doing. And it's yeah. wild and it's a challenge, but she's like, we just keep redirecting her back to her truth and then bringing that into her family relationships. And it's like, you can have, like, you don't have to like peace out from your family and cut them off and go to Bali for like, you know, to have a spiritual experience. It's like life gives it to you every single moment of the day. Yeah. 
it's your family. It's your work. Like we can do all the work right where we are. And that's where, like, I think the big stuff comes out. 100%. It's an integration of everything that you are like learning and putting that into a way that makes sense in your life, which is, that's where I feel like I'm at now, even like with my cycle and everything else, like everything that I was given from my health coach was wonderful. Um, but it didn't fit my life specifically. Right. Because of, of shift work and whatever. It's like, I was making all these extra, I would spend literally six hours in the kitchen just to meal prep for four days of my week. Like yeah. at least I need to do that. I didn't make, need to make it that complicated, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it was not sustainable for me. So it's like now, but like you're saying, like when, as I'm reconnecting to myself, it's like, okay, I feel my body needing like a like solid meal. I need yeah. my potatoes and my kale and my, and my everything. Like, it's just like that need um, that I feel like I'm finally connecting to and making it mine. So I, that's right. where like at overall, like I said, like I have the health coaching certificate and I've been my own best client since 2019 when I got it. And yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like I'm finally integrating everything that I've been learning over the past few years, um, you know, cycle included. So totally. Well, and I think that's another thing too. It's like, did you ever, um, like, have you, I'm sure I'm guessing there's been this like, sort of like thing in the back of my mind, like I should be a health coach. Cause I have the certificate, but yeah. I'm a police officer and what, and like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's like, yeah. I've seen that with so many people who like, they take the certifications, they learn the thing that they're drawn to. And then yep. they have to be the identity of that thing now. And it's like, no, that's just like a piece of your magic. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, I think kind of the like hardest part for people is like, after they've done all the things, then they're like, still, what, it, what is, what is my like soul really pulling me to? Because none of these things actually were it you know, yeah. and it doesn't okay. mean they were a waste. Yeah. Like it's not, they're like a waste. They're just not the answer to you because you are so much bigger mm -hmm. than that. So yeah, like that of course helped your journey with food and yourself and your power as a woman. And it's going to impact other people, whether or not you become a coach or you don't, right. Like right. that's not actually the, the big question. So I think so many people can relate to like being in that spot too, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many, like I, I am actually planning on leaving my profession in the next few months. Um, because sure. yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to like own my own business and like, it's, it's not the, like, there's been a lot of changes in policing over the last couple of years, um, especially in New York. And it just, it doesn't really feel aligned anymore. Like it's not the people that I work with. It's not anybody doing anything bad. Like, honestly, I was so nervous to come on here and be like, Oh, I'm a cop. Cause I just, I don't know how people react. Like most of the time, because I am who I am, I get a good response. Um, right. but it's, it's that like fear of like, Oh shit. Like, do I say this? Do I not? Um, so thank you for like bringing that up and like having me say it and being like enthusiastic about that. I do appreciate that because yeah. it's that fear of like getting that negative response. Um, but to go back to what I was saying was that it's, it's felt very like restrictive in this role for me. And the more that I'm getting closer and closer to myself, I'm like, wow, this is like not the lifestyle that I want. And that's my issue with my career. It's the lifestyle of just being like, um, like I work three to 11 PM. So that's fine, but it's like, I'll get off to three, four or five o'clock in the morning. Like it's never guaranteed. It's on a Monday through Friday, nine to five, where it's like, I can have a normal life and a normal schedule. And, um, I'm just kind of over it. I've been doing it for seven years. And I'm like, I just, 
I don't want to do it anymore. So I think that that is like, okay. (laughs) You know, like to realize, realize like this does not work for the way I'm designed and for what I want to, how I want to live my life, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. And like how I like present to the world, I feel like I'm not giving the fullest version of myself anymore because I'm just, I'm like burnt. (laughs) So yeah. uh, Like a part of me, I think I was thinking about this the other day. It's just like, I have such this like voice in my head where it's like society is constantly telling me they're like, cause like I, I do, I do well with people. Um, and I've had so many people be like, wow, like you're the kind of cop we need. You're the kind of police officer we need. Thank you for being here, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but it's like just that like pressure of like that narrative in my head of like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, is this what I'm really supposed to be doing? Because people appreciate like how I am and how they I show up. Lead like, me here, right? It's this like, <laughs> Oh, the savior of, I can change the way cops are do things viewed because I can bring this humanity to it. And really like the jobs have to change. So they attract and support the humanity of us. If that's how it's going to be, you don't have to like, I've got to do it. So I think that that's super huge for you to be aware of that acknowledging that that was, that's a narrative that was like keeping you tied to it and going like, it still is like, even in the like my job knows that I'm planning on leaving so this is not like <laughs> not like something that can't be like said right like <laughs> um, yeah um they know that I'm planning on leaving but it's it's the like we we are constantly talking about like retention and like I don't know the answer I wish that I knew the answer but like I see it talked about I follow in different um officers uh, like through training websites and Instagram whatever and they're, they're talking about okay like I saw a post specifically from a woman last night who's a um lieutenant down in New Jersey. And she also is a trainer for a huge nationwide training police training company. And she was speaking about like, okay, getting officers who are women in, getting officers with different backgrounds and different ethnicities. And she's like, but what are we doing to like retain? She's like, we're having a crisis of like retention now. And I was like, oh my God, you're so right. Like that's, that's what's happening with me. It's just, it's that lifestyle. But I also understand that like, this is just the structure of how it's built. Like, I don't know what to do to change that you know so I don't have the answer (laughs) yeah I mean the thing that's happening right is like globally all of our structures are crumbling and I think that's actually like when I hear that I think policing will likely have to look very different to truly honor the like truth of like and uh, and the humanity of like what it actually takes as a as a fully like embodied human being because as it's structured, you actually just can't, it sounds like you can't fully be a full, like embodied multidimensional person without compartmentalizing yourself to some extent, Hundred percent, yeah, man or woman. And so I think we're seeing that in all the systems of like, if people are, aren't fitting in anymore and they don't want to. And so it's, I think it's going to have to likely be like quite a radical change. And I think that's the hard part is when you think like when they're looking at like, what are we doing within this big system? It's like, no, I think this big system might have to really change, which is terrifying for a system, an institution that's been around for a very long time. Like it's not easy work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I even see it with like, even the men, like you're saying, the men that I work with, they're angry too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's it's not just me because I'm a woman. It's just how certain things are run. It's just like, what the hell are we doing? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it's that internal, like this doesn't make 
sense the way it did at some yeah. point or maybe uh, it never did, but we're starting to feel the real dissonance inside of like something doesn't match here for us yeah absolutely and it's um a lot of it I think is that like having a purpose anymore um <laughs> has kind of it, it feels I don't want to say like taken away but it's definitely been um it's changed it's definitely changed where it's kind of like okay why am I here why am I here? Because it's like we're asked to put on so many different hats and it's to expect one human being to be able to respond to everything that we respond to in a way that is appropriate and perfect all the time is like pressure that I don't think people realize, <laughs> you know? So Literally, you do. Yeah. hats, like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just been like, well, we just call the police for everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Anything that like could be like when I honestly think about it, like as someone who, I mean, I don't think I've ever, maybe I've had to call the police once. I don't know, but it's like, they would just, it would just be my go-to for anything that is like wrong that I'm seeing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know how many, like, I think about that, how many things could be wrong and like, not all of them meet a police officer. And it's like, a lot of what we go to not a police officer, right. but we're here, you know, yeah. and it's, it's okay. But it's, I have to say, like, at the same time I say that, like we, you know, we're not needed here or whatever, but it, it, has exposed me to so many things that I would have never been exposed to. So it's like, it's been the biggest education of my life is being in this career field. Totally. What yeah. brought you to wanting to be a police officer at the start? Um, I wanted to help people. It's, it's like your basics, your basics. I wanted to help people. And I also get very bored with jobs. So it's like, I needed that constant change of just not going and doing the same thing every single day. Uh, but I've realized that it is, you do kind of go there and do the same thing. Okay. It's like the same calls just at a different time or a different location. Um, it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of like, um, I don't want to say routine, but a lot of the same things over and over and over again. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, this is, I'm excited for you in this journey and thank you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the way things shift over like the next five, 10, 15 years. And in, in all of the systems that we are really used to like relying on for certain things that like don't quite match the way humanity's evolving with our own consciousness and our own like bigness. I think things are going to shift a lot. So yeah, it's really nice to have this perspective in the conversation. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, hope I'm hoping to like be a part of that change. Like I, I still like have pride in what I do. Um, I don't, I'm having this internal struggle of like, do I leave completely? Do I go part-time somewhere? Do I do a different thing? Like, I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I think that it's, it's definitely necessary. I'm, I'm very passionate about people mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, I, I know that society may not see officers, you know, they, they don't get to see officers in their humanness, but it's like, we, we get to see each other in our humanness. And it's like, I really am passionate about like supporting my coworkers and other people as well. Cause I feel like you take care of those people they're going to take care of everybody else who they need to deal with or, or help better. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like knowing, I love that too. It's like that you can have the impact based on your skills and your specific gifts that mm -hmm. might look a little bit different than the way you thought you had to apply them to this thing, but it actually is like, that's where you're meant to actually be in terms of contribution. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Okay. Well, this was great. This was really great. And it was really nice. Thank you. Face to nice face. To meet you. Yeah. 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 So um I'm gonna put this this will go up probably early next week. Um cool. so yeah, I'm just editing if you have got another one today. The first one's going out today, and it'll just be nice to have like a string of conversations for women to relate to and listen to. Cool. And yeah, I'm really glad you were a part of it. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.